this is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. With your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 61. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else that you might be listening to the show. And I also remind you to check out the Liam Photography website, uh, podcast website for the show notes and also the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. So first up this week, coronavirus and Canon production. I have been told, this is coming from Canon Rumors, I've been told that internally Canon is actively preparing for the worst with their supply chain because of the coronavirus. This shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. Currently, Canon is reportedly okay for parts for current gear, but we may see some delays or lower than expected production numbers of some of the new products, such as the Canon EOS R5, which is potentially due out in July of this year. I think the Canon EOS R6, which is rumored to be announced ahead of Photokina in May, and shipping relatively soon after that, could be delayed as well. I am also told that a decision about the viability of Photokina in May will be decided on on relatively soon. Do not be shocked if the show is canceled, and he will have more to come on this. Now, of course, this isn't uh, at all shocking to me, this issue with the coronavirus is causing havoc and all kinds of industries, travel and tourism um, and everything else. And it's no surprise that it's causing delays with the various camera manufacturers, especially since a lot of their components are produced in China, which is where the coronavirus is coming from. So we'll have to wait and see how it impacts Canon as well as some of the other camera manufacturers going forward throughout 2020. The next item for this week, the Canon EOS R5 will have an SD and a CF Express slot. This is also coming from Canon Rumors. One of the big questions about the upcoming Canon EOS R5 is what two card slots the camera will have. We have been told by a very reliable source that the Canon EOS R5 will have the following two slots, a CF Express, and an SD slot, which is UHS Type 2. I think it is what most people thought was going to happen. A lot of people will likely appreciate the SD card slot. Now, I had pondered the possibility of whether or not Canon might do uh, two uh, SD UHS 2 slots, but then when they talked about the camera having 8K video, I was like, no, they're going to need something faster than that. So I figured the same thing, one SD slot and one CH. Uh, CF Express, which is much faster, that can be specifically leveraged for the 8K video recording. And now apparently that has been confirmed by one of Canon Rumors' reliable sources. Now, if you remember, the EOS 1DX Mark III has dual CF Express slots, but I didn't expect them to do the same thing in a professional but non-flagship body such as the EOS R5, which again, I believe is going to be the next continuation of the 5D line. I still do not believe that Canon's going to release a 5D Mark V this year. 
Some other sites are predicting that they will, but I don't believe that's going to happen. I think the EOS R5 with dual card slots, the much faster shutter with 12 frames per second mechanical, 20 electronic, is going to be the replacement for the 5D line. Next up for this week, Nikon has decided that they will not participate in NAB 2020 due to the coronavirus. So again, not shocking. Nikon has issued an official statement that they will not participate in NAB 2020. Nikon, this is quote, Nikon and MRMC will not participate due to the coronavirus. This is coming from Melville, New York. Nikon's first priority is always the health and safety of our employees, partners, and customers. As we continue to closely monitor and gauge the impact of this disease, Nikon Inc. and MRMC, a Nikon Group company, have made the decision not to participate in NAB 2020. We will continue to closely evaluate our travel policies, programs, and activities to best mitigate risk. And again, this isn't shocking. Uh, the coronavirus has already caused the cancellation of 2020 CP+. Plus and is also expected to cause delays in some of Nikon's latest products. So again, Canon and Nikon are both being affected by this. I believe Fuji and Sony are as well. <laughs> Lensvid interview with Nikon. There is, quote, there is still a demand for still photography and video that smartphones simply cannot meet. This is coming from Nikon rumors as of today. Lensvid published their interview with Nikon. Nothing interesting to report, just plain vanilla answers. Nikon did not even want to do a video interview in order to have full control of the answers given. Here are some of the Q&A. Question one, in more detail, how did this affect Nikon specifically and what have you been doing as a company to stay relevant and profitable given this change as far as restructuring, changing focus, etc.? Answer, we expect the still camera market will decline and we always keep this situation in mind as we develop our business. However, there is still a demand for still photography and video that smartphones simply cannot meet. Those demands are particularly strong in the mid and high level segments. We can see there is a huge potential here and we're increasing our focus in that area. Furthermore, as we have announced, we have changed our company structure in line with this trend. Question number two, looking forward, do you have an estimate on when the decline in camera purchases will stop? And does this leave a big enough market for all the major players to work with, especially given the high R&D costs associated with developing new camera technologies? The answer, it's difficult to, to anticipate the timing and market size in, future, in the future. However, we predict that the enthusiast, enthusiasm and professional market won't disappear. We will continue to develop new innovative products and by using technologies from high-end products within offers, for example, we can reduce R&D costs. Next question, let's talk a bit about technology and your products. You recently released your new D6 flagship camera, which received quite a bit for, of criticism online for not being innovative enough, especially compared to the competition like the A92 and the EOS 1DX Mark III. Maybe if your intention was only to do an evolutionary upgrade, naming the camera 5DS would have made more sense, just like you have done in the past, and not to bring in so much fire. 
Answer, we only make a major model number update when the performance has greatly improved. The D6 has the best AF system among Nikon cameras. Furthermore, the image processing engine and operability have been updated and new connectivity functions like Wi-Fi and GPS have been newly added. Considering the many updates, we decided to name this camera the D6. The D6 has a high reputation, especially among sports, wildlife, and press photographers because of its improved speed and AF precision powered by the new AF system. Also, an interesting comment from LensVid, quote, in our face-to-face -face meeting with Mr. Na Naoki, I hope I got that right. If I didn't, I apologize, sir. We did learn one surprising thing. We tried to understand why Nikon did not include the same live view AF system included in the D780, which supposedly originated from the Z6 and 7. The answer that we got was that since the D6 are aimed at least partially at pro-level sports photographers, think the Olympic coverage here, there are some regulations and broadcast rights that have to do with stills and video coverage i.e. a stills photographer working for an agency might ha not have the rights to shoot video at the event. So that is what LensVid got from their latest interview with Nikon. And that's just an excerpt from the interview. Um, I will share a link to the full interview in the show notes so that you can check it out for yourself. Next up, Nikon has registered a new battery pack, N1936, in Russia. Nikon registered the new battery pack with the Russian Certification Authority. That upcoming Nikon Z8 camera is rumored to have a fully functioning vertical grip, but it is not clear yet if the N1936 will be it. So I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. Like I mentioned before, I think it's a good idea if they do a vertical battery grip for the Z8, especially given the fact that they dropped the ball on that with the Z6 and 7. And quite frankly, it pissed off a lot of Nikon customers, especially my friend Jared Poland over at Frono's Photo. Next up, rumors. Nikkor 120-300mm f2.8e FLEDSR VR Alphabet Soup lens also delayed. The new lens was supposed to start shipping on February 29th, but Nikon rumors was told that this lens is also de delayed together with the 70-200 and 20mm Z lenses. This information is not official yet. Amazon now lists the shipping date for the lens as March 31st with a price tag of $9,496.95. Nikon has digital camera related production plants in Japan, Laos, Thailand, and China. And of course, once again, with the coronavirus issues, productivity and production is being delayed considerably for everyone. The Nikkor 120 to 300 millimeter. Pre-order links are available at Adorama, B&H, Amazon, Wex, Park Camera, Calumet, and Camera Canada. I'll include a link to this article in the show notes for you to check it out for yourself. Next up, Tamron USA has new DSLR lens rebates for March. With the Tamron Spring into focus, save up to $200 instant on select lenses for March 2nd through March 29th, 2020. 
Save up to $100 on select Tamron lenses, plus a free tap-in console and filter. The Tamron USA has new lens rebates for March. The details can be found at Adorama and V&H. You can also click the image in this article for a larger view. I'll include the link in this uh, for this article in the show notes, so you can check it out for yourself. But the following lenses will be offer or will have rebates during the month of March. The 18 to 400 millimeter DI2 VC HLD model B028. $50 instant savings on the purchase of a Tamron on this Tamron lens for Nikon and Canon DSLR cameras. The 18 to 200 DI2 VC model B018. $50 instant savings for Nikon, Sony, and Canon. The 70 to 210 millimeter F4 DIVC USD model A034, $200 instant savings on the purchase for Nikon and Canon DSLR models. The SP 150 to 600 millimeter DIVC USD Generation 2 model A022, $100 instant savings when purchased for your Nikon, Sony, or Canon DSLRs. The SP 70 to 200 F2.8 DIVC USD Generation 2 model A025, $100 instant savings for Nikon and Canon DSLR models. The SP 24 to 70 F2.8 DIVC USD G2 model A032, $100 instant savings when purchased for either your Nikon or Canon DSLR mounts. The SP 15 to 30 F2.8 DIVC USD Gen 2, model A041, $100 instant savings in either the Nikon or the Canon mounts. The 70 to 300 DI LD, model A017, $20 instant savings when you purchase it for Nikon, Sony, Canon, or Pentax DSLRs. And the SP 45mm F1.8 DIVC USD model F013, $200 instant savings when you purchase this lens in either Nikon, Sony, or Canon DSLR mounts. Next up, the complete Fujifilm X series guide updated now with Fujifilm X-T4, X-100V, X-Pro3, and X-T200. It's been a while that Fuji, since Fuji has updated its complete Fujifilm X series guide, but given the massive start Fujifilm had in 2020 with lots of new products released, it was high time for a refresh. A few days ago, Fujifilm has uploaded a fresh, new, complete X-Series guide, and it includes all of the latest and greatest Fujifilm gear. The Fujifilm X-T4, the Fujifilm X-100V, Fujifilm X-Pro3, the Fujifilm X-T200, the Fujinon X-C35 F2. It also includes the latest roadmap and latest accessories. You can access the Fujifilm X Complete Guide PDF here, and I'll include a link to this article in the show notes. You can purchase the Fujifilm X-T4 at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. The BC-W235 Dual Battery Charger is available at all four of the same retailers. The NPW235 Battery is available from the same four retailers, B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. The vertical grip 
also available from the same four, the Fujifilm X100V from the same four suppliers, the Fujifilm X-Pro3 from the same four suppliers, the Fujifilm X-T200 from all four of the same suppliers, and the Fujinon XC35mm F2 is also available from all four suppliers. That again is B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. Next up, Fujifilm Japan updates camera manufacturing pages and lists the Fujifilm X-T4 is made in China only. There are some there's some confusion lately as we saw Fujifilm X-T4 beta samples marked as made in Japan and also made in China. Now, I don't know if this clarifies or further confuses things, but Fujifilm Japan updated its official made-in pages and the Fujifilm X-T4 is listed as made in China only at this time. On the other hand, the Fujifilm X100V and the Fujifilm X-Pro3 are listed as being made in Japan only. This is the official list of Fujifilm Japan at their current Q&A page. X-T4 is available at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama Focus Camera. Same with the X100V and the X-Pro3. And I will include a link to this article in the show notes so that you can take a look at the screenshots for yourself. Next up, Capture One and Adobe add Fujifilm X-T4 and X-100V support. Fujifilm's newest flagship APS-C camera is now officially supported by Capture One version 20 and a release that also brings further fixes and hardware support. From Copenhagen, March 3rd, 2020, Capture One, the leading name and photo editing software, celebrates the release of Capture One version 20.0.3, which sees the company offer the first official support to the Fujifilm X-T4, plus support for additional new cameras and lenses from other brands. Since 2018, Capture One and Fujifilm have enjoyed a unique collaborative relationship working together to further develop the software and to enable Fujifilm users to get the most out of the X-Trans sensors. This service release also includes bug fixes for the standard release of Capture One Pro 20. Capture One offers Fujifilm photographers a suite of tools unmatched by other photo editing software, including the ability to utilize Fujifilm's critically acclaimed and globally beloved film simulations such as Acros, Provia, and Classic Chrome, with Capture One, these film simulations are not restricted to JPEGs, but can be used with RAW files as well, allowing for the most powerful and flexible image processing ability than one that is distinctly Fuji. The collaboration also allows Capture One and Fujifilm to support the photographic community by providing full tailored support to Fuji's newest cameras upon launch. From the moment it is released, the X-T4 owners can rely on Capture One 20's industry-leading image quality, tethering, and precise lens correction. Unlike other RAW processors, Capture One's camera profiles are individually measured, a process that requires the use of the camera in and out of the control lab in Copenhagen, where a team of specialists engage the camera in numerous different scenarios. The team then evaluates performance parameters such as color, sharpness, and noise across hundreds of images and uses that data and experience to provide a truly tailored profile. 
ultimately providing the best post-processing experience possible and one that is distinctly Fujifilm. The new camera and lens support includes the Fujifilm X-T4, of course, the Fujifilm X100V, the Nikon D780, the Nikon D3500, the Canon EOS M100, the Canon EOS M200, and the Olympus TG6. New lens support includes Sony FE24 f1.4 GM, the Sony FE600 f4 GM OSS, with the 1.4x teleconverter or the 2x teleconverter, the Nikon AF Nikkor 24mm f2.8D, the Nikon AFS DX Micro Nikkor 40mm f2.8G, and the Pentax Tax DFA 150 to 450 millimeter 45256 ED DC AW alphabet soup. And the last news item for this week, again involving the coronavirus, Fujifilm resumed operation at Chinese Digital Camera Plant, but there's a catch. The Fujifilm had closed their factory in, uh, I think it's Suzhou, China. Now they've reopened. Fujifilm resumed operation on, Jan on February 10th at a digital camera assembly plant in this region, which had been closed since the Lunar New Year or Chinese New Year. General Manager of Optics Electronic Imaging, Toshi, well, Toshisha Elita, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or not. I, I probably butchered that and I apologize, sir. However, we've been told that thanks, uh, that only a very limited number of people actually went back to work as workers are either under quarantine or travel bans because, of course, many Chinese had left for the Chinese New Year at the end of January. And now they are barred from re-entering uh, Suzhou province. So it looks like there's still going to be some delay issues for Fuji as well. And again, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, it's not that shocking. All of the major camera manufacturers are being affected by this coronavirus outbreak. And I'm sure they will continue to be affected for a little while longer. Now, again, I want to reiterate, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a CDC expert or anything of the sort. But I did want to remind people to remain calm about this. The coronavirus is a bad virus. It is treatable. Less than 2% of the people that contract it actually die from it. Generally, the people that do die from it are the elderly and poor health already. And I'm not saying that to be cold or callous. But let's keep our heads, people. Keep calm about this. This will end up dying down eventually. It shouldn't be too much longer, just like all the previous viruses, SARS, and all the rest of them. Uh, these seem to crop up on a regular basis, and it's nothing to panic and freak out about. You don't need to board up your house and run around in a hazmat suit unless you're certain that you're in a situation where you could be exposed. Now, of course, you want to limit or totally avoid any travel overseas at this time. I know uh, some of the recent uh, victims of coronavirus here in the U.S. had recently traveled to Italy, and Italy is known to be one of the hotspots for this virus at this time, as well as China, of course. But again, mankind will weather this storm like we do all virus outbreaks. It is sad. I always hate to hear about people dying from things like this. It is truly sad, and my, hearts go out to, my heart goes out to the victims of this disease and any loved ones that might have been lost because of it. 
but we will weather this storm like we do so many others. All right, I am going to go ahead and wrap up extra uh, episode 61, I apologize, of the Land Photography Podcast. I want to thank once again my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes and anywhere else that you might be listening to this show. And to remind you to check out the Land Photography Podcast com face our uh, website for the show notes for the episode. You can also contact the show with any comments, questions, or suggestions for an upcoming episode by calling or texting the show at 470-294-8191. You can also email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. Also, remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, but anyone can join. You just have to answer one question to get into the group, and that is the name of the host of the show. That is myself, Liam, or you can put Liam Douglas. Either one will work. And I have also expanded it. You can also give the name of any of the guests that I've had on the show in the past year to prove that you've actually been listening. So you could use Jill Mott, Ellie Cat, Ruben, John Harvell, Jeff Harmon from the Master Photography and Photo Taco Podcast, any of those names will be accepted as well. Once you're accepted into the group, feel free to post your own original images to the Facebook group. Please do not share other people's work, even if you have permission, that'll get you banned from the group. And you can also request creative critiquing on your photos by marking them with the text CC please and myself or one of the other professional photographers or serious hobbyist photographers will be happy to share some constructive criticism to help you improve your photography. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up, and I will see you all again in another seven days for episode 62.